Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. Learn to type. Learn to drive. Have fun. Write postcards. Letters take too long and you won't do it. A postcard takes two minutes. Be punctual. Don't worry about what other people are thinking. They are not thinking about you. Write quickly. Taking longer doesn't usually make it better. Get up early. See the world. Call everybody by their first name from doctors to presidents. Have parties. Don't agonise. Don't regret. Don't fuss. Never brood. Move on. Don't wait for permission to be happy. Don't wait for permission to do anything. Make your own life. My mission this week is to be more Maeve. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One. This is RTE Radio 1. We'll continue our September season now with a third of four plays written by Maeve Binchy. First broadcast in 2006, Democratic Decision by Maeve Binchy stars Colette Proctor, Daphne Carroll and Peg Monaghan. Ethna, Kitty and Maggie, women of, let's say, a certain age, are approaching four score years. Do the maths. So surely it's time to celebrate. However, their respective families are less than enthusiastic. Niñart gukur lechela, so there's only one thing to be done. Make a decision, a democratic decision. We should have sat on the left-hand side and we'd get a better view of the sea. Most of these young people on the dart of earphones or iPods or whatever they are, they wouldn't know the sea that came in and washed over them. It wouldn't, wouldn't. No, Ethne, a goose. Of of course this wouldn't. Well, off for another intrepid trip. We'll soon have the country covered week by week. Dorothy was very impressed when we went to the English market when we were in Cork. I wonder, is there anywhere smart like that in Bray? Well, we wouldn't be smart enough for your Dorothy, Maggie. But but I was wondering, will we go to Belfast next week, do you think? It's years and years since I've been to Belfast. Belfast? That's miles away in Northern Ireland, across the border. Not at all, Ethna. There's no borders nowadays. But who do we know in Belfast? Nobody, Maggie. Sure, who will we know here in Bray when we get there? Oh, Bray's different. It's just a place to go on an outing, a little walk and lunch and home. And it's all free because we're so old. Lunch isn't free, Kitty. I know your misery guts, but we have to pay for lunch wherever we are. It's free to get there, I mean. We go somewhere every Thursday. Why not Belfast next week? Oh, there'd be soldiers in Belfast and... And, and, and tanks. Not these days, Edna. Don't you ever look at the news? Not as much. It's too depressing. Go on, would you? It would be a change. The accents, the shops, the whole place would be different. Something to take us out of ourselves. I'm very happy inside myself. Thank you, Kitty. No, you're not, Ethna. You're full of complaints and worries and uh, and tanks of soldiers. I'll leave her alone, Kitty. You're only making her worse. You can't get Ethna to change her mind once she's made it up. Right, right. I'm, I'm sorry, Ethna. I didn't mean to nag. I didn't say my mind was made up. It was only putting forward a few reasonable points of view, that's all. And I've nothing against it either. Dorothy tells me they go there quite a lot. I'd be happy to see it. It's just that we don't rush into things like you do, Kitty. Well, Maggie, sorry for breathing. All I said was that we might use our train passes to go a little bit further afield. And it's like I signed us all up for a manned space project. The only thing is that if anything happened, we'd only have ourselves to blame. Well, wouldn't that be the same anywhere? Suppose a band of violent, bare-chested men singing songs all roared down from the top of Bray Head and we went off with them. Oh, wouldn't that be our fault too? Oh, really, Kitty, you do think (laughs) up such unlikely scenarios. (laughs) I do. It's what I like most about myself. It keeps me entertained. (laughs) 
Oh, I love this bit when we come out of the tunnel and see the bay in Kalini. Oh, isn't it gorgeous? You can see Bray Head clearly now. Are the bare-chested fellas on the way oh, down? No. Kitty, what are we going to do with oh, you? Indulge me. Now, we have to make a list. And not now, surely. Not in the dark. No, 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 not now. But when we sit down to lunch, after we've had our walk to sharpen our brains... I don't know about a walk sharpening our brain, but it's certainly blown about. Well, it has to be good for us. Oh, despite oh. my hairdo being ruined. Oh. Oh. oh, thank God, here's the restaurant. A table facing the door. Why do we want that? So that we'd see people. Know anyone? Oh, take no notice of them, dear. Just put us anywhere. I have a lovely table here, oh, ladies. Oh, thank here you. is grand. Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Are you? Will you sit on that side? Uh, sir, I, yeah, I'll that's great. You know, <laughs> you don't intend it, Kitty. But really, you can be frightfully high-handed sometimes. I like looking at people, whether we know them or not. You agreed to indulge me that we would make a list. A list of what in the name of the Lord? Our plans for our birthdays. We'll all be 80 this autumn. It deserves to be marked. And it will be, Kitty. I think Dorothy and James are arranging something for me in France. They've said that. Not exactly, but they know. Well, I mean, of course they know. But then I've said to them, not to fuss too much, not to go to any trouble. They might take you literally and not fuss at all and go to no trouble. <laughs> I don't think that's likely, Kitty. Truly, I don't. And you, Ethna, oh. have you it all arranged? Uh, the, the, there was talk of a do in a big roadhouse sort of place. You know, the kind of thing. Giant TV screens, <gasps> lots of rooms. I told them I don't want all the grandchildren all shouting and screaming and getting overexcited. They haven't mentioned it recently, but they'll they do something. Mm. It's a personal sort of thing, isn't it? Our 80th. Oh, I know it's more difficult for you, Kitty, with your children miles and miles ah, yes. away. No, no, it's not difficult at all. It's easier in a way. I am going to run my 80th myself and tell Frank and Sinead about it when it's all done and dusted. And then, if they want to come back for it, and they are able to, then, then great. And if not, then anyway, they'll know that I am fine and, and well able to look after myself. That's a bit bleak, isn't it? A little sad, really. Not a bit of it. It's practical. And since the three of us have a birthday in the same month, I thought maybe we might do it together. Oh, you're very sweet, Kitty. But honestly, I think Dorothy and James would be uh, a bit put out. Uh, you know, no offence or anything. It's just not something I can be part of. Sure. Uh, no problem. And what about you, Ethna? Oh. You don't like the sound of what your lot are organising for you? No, but they, they know that. So they'll do something different. They will? Of course they will. It is my 80th birthday. Right. You're not disappointed, Kitty? No, not at all. Well, now, what will we have to eat? Uh, I'm going to have the mackerel. It's meant to be very good for our stiff old joints, like oiling a rusty old gate. Oh, really, Kitty, you can be very graphic. <laughs> no, no, it was always a failing. Another is that I have to go to the loo just as we are settling down for a meal. So will you just excuse me? Oh, oh I, I hope she's not upset and going out of a little weep. Kitty? Lord, no. She's as tough as old boots. It is hard for her with her family away. Yes, but that was their choice. Her choice, too, in a way. She's always been so independent. Her son's in Australia. You couldn't get much further away than that without coming back again. And that girl is on the far side of America. 
Of course, she always did encourage them to travel. Maybe she didn't mean them to go that far and for that long. She must be envious of us having ours on the doorstep. She's coming back. Do you know, there's a wonderful bit of graffiti on the door of the loo. Not the highest mountains nor the deepest rivers will keep me from my love. Neither will that cow, Mary O'Brien. Oh, oh, imagine it. Imagine if Mary O'Brien were to see it, whoever she is. I'd say that was the main purpose of writing it. Right, now, what's everyone having? You haven't chosen yet. Come on, girls, you need Sergeant Kitty to keep you in shape. Oh, my goodness, oh, Just joking, Etna. Don't look so panic-stricken. Well, Tracy, how's that son of mine? Actually, it was Jimmy sent me round. He said you've been odd. Couldn't put his finger on it, well, but odd. I don't know what it means. Oh, neither do I, sure. I'm only married to him. Anyway, he told me to come in and see how the land lay. What land, Tracy? If I knew, would I be asking you? I mean, you know, Jimmy, he sees things where there's nothing to be seen. He thinks you're lonely, don't get out enough. That's cracked. Didn't Maggie and I take Kitty out for a trip up north the other day? Now, she's someone who might need to be taken out of herself, not me. Sure, whatever you say. Anyway, Jimmy said they all think that you're unhinged, about your birthday or something. Unhinged? Well, now, I don't think it was Jimmy who said that. I think it was Kevin. You know how he is for the words. Oh, yes, I do. Speak first, think later. Ah, whatever. Anyway, there's an almighty fuss going on, and they sent me over to sort it out. Work out exactly how odd you are when all comes to all. And they sent you because... Why exactly? Because they knew I'd ask. Fair and square. Ask what? Why you made a face like a sour lemon when the lads said they were taking you and all the family to a lovely fancy place for an outing for your 90th birthday. 80th. Oh, 80th, whatever. Hello, darling. There you are at last. Hold just in case you decide to call, can I? No, no, of course not. It's just that I rang six times over the weekend and you were never at home. Uh, well, no, before you say it, I didn't leave a message, darling. I hate talking to those things. I feel so foolish. No, it wasn't actually urgent. I don't know what the fuss is about. You have James Mobile in emergency. Oh, it wasn't an emergency as such. Good. Mother, I didn't like the thought of you phoning six times. It's what people do when they don't get an answer. No, Mother, they leave messages. But you never ring back. I would if it were an emergency. So, we only talk if there's an emergency. Is that what you're telling me? Oh, dear God, Mother, aren't you like a bag of weasels? Did you just ring up to attack me? I wanted to talk about my birthday. Your what? My birthday, Dorothy. It's not for ages yet. It's three months. Do you get out enough, do you think? Of course I get out. Didn't we all go to Belfast just to please Kitty the other day? Yes, you told me. So what are you fussing about? I'm not fussing. I just wanted to talk about my birthday. That's what I meant. Mother, are you all right? Yes, of course I'm all right. You don't sound it. Don't worry, we won't forget. There'll be a present when the time comes. I wasn't worried about that. What were you worried about then? Nothing. I wasn't worried about anything. Good, good. I am not fussing, Dorothy. No, of course not. And, uh, Mother, was there anything else? Goodbye, Dorothy. Oh. Is this where we wait? I don't see any buggy. It could be the wrong place entirely. It'll be along in a minute. They know we're here. I hope we won't drive fast. No, no, should they want to get us there in one piece? Cheer up, girls. We're going on our holliers. Oh, yeah. Well, no doubt it will get better as the day goes on. I could have given Dorothy a good hard slap. Fussing? Me? You know, that's just Dorothy's way of going on. Oh, stop being reasonable, Kitty. What are we apart from the way we go on? Oh, at least you didn't say you were unhinged, like my lot said to me. Only one of the wives said it, that's all. They don't all think it. What was it about, anyway? Uh, nothing, really. And, Maggie, 
Why do you want to slap Dorothy now of all times? Ah, uh, nothing, nothing and everything. Oh, you know the way it is. I know. Good, that's a relief. Isn't this a great place, a big station? You see all human life here. I'd love to have worked as a railway porter, actually. I'm surprised you didn't, Kitty. You usually didn't want to... Oh, look, here comes the buggy. <laughs> Three ladies to Killarney. Oh, yes, yes. I'll get those bags. Oh, thank, oh, you. thank that's, you. there. That's, that's mine. mine. That's yours. That's yours. Yes. We'll put two ladies in the back and one up beside me. Right. Oh, I- I'll get in the front. There we go. Yeah. All aboard. Yeah. Oh, isn't this marvellous? Look, look, we are passing out all those striding hill walkers and, and fit people. Oh, it's not that I really consider myself disabled or anything. <laughs> the service is here, ladies. You might as well use it. We're going to Killarney on vacation, actually. For two nights. I actually managed to make these girls here take a real proper holiday. Stop it, Kitty. Telling everyone our business. And that our houses would be empty. Asking for trouble. Will you stop fussing? Weren't we grand the time we went to Galway and stayed overnight? It was only one night, of course. We need two nights if we are going to explore Kerry. Now, here we are at your compartment. Isn't that service? Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, there we are. Enjoy yourselves now, ladies. Oh, thank you. Mind the step oh, there. We will. We will. We're going to find ourselves three great wealthy yanks in tartan trousers. Oh, we are not. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past oh. you. Good luck. Thank you. Hey, Kitty, why don't you put up a notice saying three homes vacant, waiting to be burglarised? He probably thinks we live in an institution. As if we ever would. We're not nearly old enough for that. We're nearly 80, Edna. My Dorothy always says 80 is the new 65. Oh, not exactly does she mean by that. Oh, I'm not sure. She's always saying things like navy is the new black and handbags are the new shoes. Very obscure sort of way to speak. Well, she and James meet a lot of people, people who know things that go on in the world. I wouldn't call that knowing the way things go on. The train is the new bus. Lunch is the new dinner. (laughs) None of us know what our children are talking about, for heaven's sake. All passengers for Killarney, change at Mallow. Passengers for Cork. Wouldn't win a prize for elocution, I'm afraid. Oh, I hope we're doing the right thing. Wouldn't it have been great to work for the railways? Oh, that's pure nonsense, Kitty. That's child's talk, saying you'd like to have been a railway porter. Oh, no, I, I mean it. But I could have been a porter if we had lived in England. I remember when I was about 13, I had a cousin in London, and there was a law passed over there saying that women had to go out to work. I was so jealous. She and her elder sister got jobs in an ammunition factory. Oh, poor things. How dreadful oh, for them. But they loved it. They always talked about it as the best time of their lives. I had to do a secretarial course like everyone else. You'd have preferred to be a porter blowing a whistle and banging the doors closed <laughs> on a train than being Mr O'Brien's secretary. Infinitely, <laughs> It would have been a much better life. But he was such a gentleman, Mr. O'Brien. You met the creme de la creme in his office. I took their coats and brought them coffee. I typed his illiterate letters, improving them so that people didn't realise what a half-wit he was. But in those days, we all did that. I was just the same as a receptionist, Showing the best smiling face of the hotel. But never being asked for your opinion on any subject. Ah, that's just the way things were, Kitty. Nobody asked for opinions. We weren't meant to have them. And we all retired nice and obediently when we married. Not a squeak out of us about maybe coming back into the workforce once the children were reared. A man had to provide for his wife. Yes, yes, and to be fair, your man did. Until he dropped dead from hard work, stress and strain. 
Just as I was looking forward to our getting a retirement home. Well, at least he left you a nice house. Something to show for it all. Oh, my Arnie was still betting on three-legged greyhounds when he died. But your boys looked after you. They got me a place that they like. A place with a big yard they can kick a ball around and have those awful barbecues in. That's what I'd really like at all. I wasn't consulted, just told this was it. Take it or leave it. But aren't they taking you out on your birthday? No, there were sort of words about that. They wanted this desperate, noisy place and I said no thank you. And? And nothing. It's off. They sent Tracy, the loudest of the slappers, over to me to ask was I huffed. And when I said I wanted a proper party, without everyone lounging over billiard tables and in front of match of the day, in big lounges, they said, all right then, no hard feelings have it my way. But what is your way, Etna? Hmm? No way, apparently. No party at all. You made your point. All the good it did me. Children can be very difficult, it's true. Will you be going to France with Dorothy, Maggie? Eh, not as such. Eh, not for the birthday on the day, or at the time. Eh, they're going to a conference in the Far East, and obviously they want to stay and have a vacation as well. Obviously, sure. And it's only a day, really, when all said and done. Just one day out of 365. It's not a big deal. No, of course not. So what are you doing to mark it, Kitty? Mark what? The birthday. Well, I'm going to have some sort of a party. In your house? No, no, there wouldn't be enough room. So where will you be having it? It depends. On what? On whether it's a party for the three of us or just for me alone. And what made you think that we might decide to change our minds? I never say never, that's all. Suppose there were the three of us... What kind of a thing did you see it as? Well, well, we'd need a premises and a policy on what we serve to eat and drink and what entertainment there should be. Oh, and suppose it was just yourself giving the party. What would you have? I would hire a meeting hall, a sports club or something. I would say that there will be absolutely no presents. But I'd ask everyone to bring a bottle of wine each at one o'clock in the daytime. I'd have baskets of French bread all buttered and serve them great plates of lasagna and a big healthy salad for the vegetarians. There would be a huge chocolate cake with Kitty 80 on it and ice cream and tea and coffee. What? Why aren't you saying anything? Is it that awful? It sounds just wonderful. Can we all join in? Of course you can. Let's open our flasks of tea to celebrate. Then I'll give us all paper and pencils and we'll make a list. Yeah, you can make your own list. Oh, and you, right. you yes. make and a little Kitty, you chose a good B&B. It's very oh, nice. Yes, lovely. Nice. Will lovely. you ladies be doing the upper lakes tomorrow or going to Muckras? Uh, we're not totally sure. We have so much to think about. Yes. And will you need a Jarvie to take you on a spin at all? Oh. I have a brother who's a great Jarvie. Wouldn't they rip us off and tell us about leprechauns and things? No, I'd mark his care properly for him. Don't book him yet. We have a lot of things to plan yes. and, and, and money to sort out. We mightn't be able to afford your brother. Yes, that's right. Uh, I see, I see. Well, at least you paid for your bed and breakfast in advance anyway. Would you like another pot of tea to go with the sheaves of paper? (laughs) You look as if you're planning to rob a bank, the three of you. (laughs) Believe me, robbing a bank would be child's play. This is our 80th birthday we're planning. Much more complicated. I leave you to it so. (laughs) Right, right, Ethna. Yes. Maggie, venue agreed. Yes. Anywhere almost free with... Heating, loose, lots of chairs and no slot machines, no pool tables. And uh, not common or pathetic or anything. Definitely not. I was thinking of contacting youth clubs. Youth clubs? Clubs. 
There would be a certain irony about three old dames whose age adds up to 240 in a youth club. I I did say we must not be pathetic. I couldn't bear it if Dorothy thought it was, you know, sad. What's pathetic about surviving and having your own party? Next item. Decor. Decor. Well, we don't want whatever they have in a youth club about netball practice or, or discos or whatever. We need our own style. Like what exactly? What is our style? It's not big screens, pool tables. We know that, Etna. I was wondering if we could have a 1927 exhibition. Whatever for? It's the year we were born. Let them know what it was like. We don't know what it was like. We were only just born. We can look it up. Do we want to be letting them all know how long ago it was? I think that if we are actually having an 80th birthday, Maggie, they might be able to work out which year we were born in, don't you? What would we say about it exactly? We'd have to decide, democratically, but I think there was a lot of jazz starting at that time. Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Bessie Smith. We could have pictures of them on the walls. And maybe tapes of their music playing in the background. And we could find out who the famous authors were at the time. And the fashions. We could get screens to put around the room to hide all their awful young things and put up our own style. Lovely. It would be educational for the younger people too, wouldn't it? Dorothy and James would like that for their two. I can see them taking them around and pointing things out. Good. Can you see them eating lasagna or salad? Not really, but... That probably is all we can afford. That's what you said. It's only when I was doing it on my own. It's up for debate now that it's the three of us. Maybe if we could make an Italian beef stew. Is that beef chopped up with onions and peppers and tomatoes and all? Yes, it is, more or less. Would that be too difficult? No, not at all. No trouble. Are we all agreed on that before we get on to the next bit? Uh, what have we agreed so far? I, I'm, I'm not... That we all find a possible youth club by next week and we bring five items each about 1927. Maggie gets the recipe for the Italian beef. Etna gets the name of the cheap ice cream place. I'll come up with a great salad full of things that will knock their eyes out. I don't remember agreeing to that. Of course you do. You're only a young one of 79. Wait until we're planning the 90th. None of us will remember anything. Oh, I wonder where we'll all be. I'll be with Dorothy, James and the twins. Oh, sure. And one of my lot will have done well enough to put a granny room in for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's only me left then, rocking along while I can still see and hear until someone scoops me up and puts me in somewhere. I should take no notice of me. Always one to bring the mood down me. Now, will we hire this woman's brother or will we not? Will he be just full of old blather or would he tell us stories that would stir our hearts? Democratic vote now. Right. Let's ask him how much he costs and if it's reasonable we'll go. Maggie? Oh, I'm happy to go, but not to spend the whole day up on a jaunting car now. Just a sort of flavour of it. And a photograph, of course. And I vote yes too. Well, that passed quickly. I'll be sorry to see you go. I have to say, you're the easiest people in the world to look at. It was a very nice place. We'd recommend it to our friends. And are they all as quiet and able to look after themselves as you are? No, no. Nobody's going to be as wonderful as we are. That's because we're spending every waking hour planning this party. It'll be great by the sounds of it. Would you like to come? We'll send you an invitation. Well, maybe Mrs. Um, mightn't really... Mrs... Um, as you call her, Maggie, whose name is Gertie, would love to come. She can be one of my wild card invitations, if you like. Ah, no, I'd like her as part of the general list of invitees. Democratically. Democratically, she's in. I might use one of my wild cards for her brother, the Jarvie. I wouldn't miss this party for anything. It's in November, you say. You're great, the lot of you. 
How did you all meet in the first place, anyway? In a sanatorium. You had TB, all of you? Years ago, but it's all gone now. Why, I didn't They wiped it out, you know. The country was riddled with it. Raking with it. And then they discovered that all we needed was fresh air and rest. Yes, and drugs, of course. M&Bs, they were called at the time. And it was desperate, but we survived it. And we said that if we did survive it, we'd meet every Thursday and have a celebration. And Kitty found this place that does pensioners hair very cheap on Mondays. So we meet there as well. And then we got the free travel. And once our families were all grown up and settled... Kitty encouraged us to go away for longer than just a Thursday lunchtime. Which is why we came here. It's a lesson to us, you are. People like the tree. You could run the world if you put your mind to it. Maybe we will. Watch this space. There's me brother. He was very taken by you all. <laughs> He's come to take you down to the station. He never does that for anyone. Oh. He'll be delighted to know he's invited to a party in November. If he still is, that is. It's a few months away. I, I hope he won't have forgotten us by then. It's unlikely. But if he has, I'll remind him with a clout over the ear. The lamb is cooking away in the oven. Meanwhile, I have the three boxes ready. In case anyone has any replies to contribute. Oh, I love this Sunday lunch idea. Makes the weekend very short. Here now, I have four replies and they're all acceptances since Thursday. I have five letters here, all of them acceptances too. Did anyone at all refuse? Not so far. Some of them say, if I'm still alive by then, I suppose it's just being superstitious. I know my Dorothy thinks we are extremely optimistic to think that we three will all be still alive by then. Did she actually say that? Oh. Well, no, not in so many words. But she implied it. You know, just laughing the way she does, laughing rather than talking, saying, aren't you just marvellous, mother? When she means, aren't you just barking mad, mother? Ah, you know, children, they never say what you'd like them to. My lads all manage to drive me up the walls, but I keep remembering Kitty saying, we should be mellow. It's easy for me to be mellow. My two are on the other side of the planet. If they were here, you can be sure they'd have my heart broken too. But they will be coming back for us. Oh, sure, yes, or so they say. They've got interested in the exhibition, sent me the words of Among My Souvenirs and Ain't She Sweet. Oh, oh. Say for four. They were top of the pops the year we were born, oh, apparently. Away with you. Yes, do you remember? There's nothing left for me oh, of days that used to be. There's just a memory among my souvenirs. Imagine the year we were all born. I wonder who else was born that year. <laughs> we could put up their pictures too. Maybe your grandchildren could look them up for us, Ethna. Oh, spoiled brats, a lot of them. They wouldn't give you the time of day. Oh, Lord, they have it so easy these days. Don't I know? Oh, tell me about it, as Dorothy would say. She won't want anyone defining their age. Makes me so ancient, Mother, you banging a drum about being 80. She had everything handed to her, that girl, and look at what happened to her. Look at how she turned out. But isn't that what we wanted? Years back, when we were in that sanatorium place, we said if we ever got out and had children, we'd want them to know none of the miseries we yes, knew. Yes, yes, but we didn't want them to be ungrateful, to laugh and dismiss us. Or to talk over us as if we weren't there. If I was up with my lot on a Sunday, they wouldn't even see me, I swear they wouldn't. It's going to present a few problems when you go to live with them. I mean, eventually... Yes, we'll face that when we have to, I suppose. Do you have to face it, I mean? Oh, Kitty, of course we do. I have to face that Dorothy and James and the twins might move to somewhere. There's even talk of Dubai. When you come to think about it, there is a way of solving it all. We could live together, you know. It's not out of the question. Live Live together? Yes, why not? Sell all our own places, buy a different place on a ground floor, make three bed sitting rooms and have one big sitting room kitchen in common. 
and an extra room. You're not serious. It wouldn't work at all, Maggie. I don't see why not. Near a bus stop, near shops, we all get on fine. If we want to go and see our children, we can, or they can come and see us. They don't much at the moment. Maybe we'd be much more fun and less guilt-creating if the three of us lived together. No, Maggie, it couldn't work, believe me. We aren't up to it. I'd be prepared to do it. Oh, it won't be easy. Well, this place, this flat, I know Dorothy has always said that the property has appreciated a lot in value. But it won't suit me or any of us much longer. Our knees can't take the stairs. No, Maggie. Suppose we had a fight, a a difference of opinion. Where would we each go? We would go back to our own bed sitting room in our flat until the mood wore off, I suppose. Oh, no, it might not wear off. Listen, we don't do differences of opinion. We just don't, you, Maggie and I. The only people who annoy you two are your children. And I'd say mine would annoy me if they were here, but that's actually not the point. It's just this moving house thing is too big a thing for us to undertake. You talk like this. You, Kitty, who was always brave as a lion. You just don't want to think about it. I would go out and sell our houses. No, this is cracked. It's less cracked than having someone else sell them over our heads. Listen to me. A couple of months back, you said we couldn't handle a simple 80th party. Now look at what we've done. Oh, that's different. That's just a party. All right, so we have a youth club booked. We have the invitation sent out. We have food and music organised. A photographer from the local paper and even some spot prizes. We have done an awful lot. But, But this other thing, this huge decision. Ah, no, Maggie, that's a step too far. It wouldn't be fair to start thinking about... It's proving we can do what we want to. Maggie, I don't know. We might be worse off, if anything. The three of us all stuck somewhere going downhill. The children have more problems than they ever had. Supposing one of us got a bit shaky. Then the one that got shaky would have two others to get her a cup of tea. But we're all getting older. We need someone to look after us. I mean, I'd love your company, both of you, but none of us are spring chickens. We'd need someone younger and stronger. We'd get someone. Who? Someone who needed lodging. That's why we'd need another room. I already know someone who would just love a place to live. Maria. She's learning English here and working as a carer in the hospital. She'd be delighted to come and live with us. And in exchange would bring us all a cup of tea in bed in the morning and do our shopping. Oh, this kind of notion's away with the fairies. No, no, it's not. The only thing I don't exactly know is the kind of place we'd need. You mean you haven't actually gone out and bought it yet? Oh, very funny, Kitty. But if we started looking... Might not have never let me do it, even if I did agree the notion, which isn't all that ludicrous, I agree. It's just that... Which of us have the courage to take on our families? The families are really all we have, Maggie. We need to consult them. We're too old to take on something like that. You never said anything like that about consulting them when you dragged us round the country on your schemes. But we came home after them. And Maggie, think about it. Where could we find somewhere that was suitable for us, even if we did all agree? I once thought we could do everything, but not any more. We are, like it or not, getting older. We have to take notice of our children. They are our life belts now. I don't agree, actually. I'm with Maggie. We took no notice of our children about going to Belfast or Killarney or or having the party. Why, Kitty? Why are you so against it? It's not just the children, it's something else. You owe it to us to tell us. All right, I'll tell you. Because we're past our sell-by date. We are what? Us. We don't have a sell-by date. Ah, But we do, girls. We haven't the strength to lift rocks and boulders and hire builders and sort out plumbing and electricity and all that. I never once set up something that we couldn't do. This is different. It's too much for us. Where would we find a premises? 
a location. Just finding a place is going to be very difficult. It's a matter of looking, looking everywhere. Wait a minute. Oh, no. No, it wouldn't work. What? What? Well, I did hear of a place, but... Ah, but no, no. Tell us about it. Every single detail. Now. Give out your bus passes, girls. I'll take you there. My son Jimmy was talking about it. Said it'd make a great place for anyone with a bit of money to spend. That's not us, Esna, in case you'd forgotten. If we sold our own places. Sure, it's derelict. It's falling down. God almighty, that place is a tip. You can't be serious. Ah, here, Kitty. Where's your spirit of adventure? I have plenty of adventure in me. Too much, you said. Yes, you both said that when I found the youth club. That was different. And didn't we all come round? And join in. We weren't going to live there. And people helped us to do the place up. They can help us to do this place up too. Of course we can't sell our homes and buy this. It would be an act of madness. Remember what you always say about a democratic decision? Yes, based on the available facts. And now the facts are in front of me, a falling down house. Which could be renovated. Could we afford this kind of building work? Even if we could, Ethna, we are three 80-year-old women who don't know how to build this thing into a proper home. Democratic decision? Yes or no? No. Yes. No. No, there you go. Are you happy now? Of course I'm not. I always thought democracy was overrated. And I would have liked sharing a house with you both, but I am more practical than you two. I know what can be done and what's only a dream. I'd have thought that you'd have gone for bald-headed. You've changed, Kitty. Yes, there's a distinct possibility I might be getting older. Oh, I hate it when you're like this. Do come back to my place and finish off the day. No, no, no. I I can get a bus from here. I'll, I'll see you at the hairdressers tomorrow. She is upset. Well, she did surprise me. The place isn't that bad, is it, Maggie? No, no. With money, it could be perfect. So why do you think she turned her face against it? Who knows? Maybe she's more afraid of those children than we thought. Oh, I don't think she's afraid of them. No, maybe not. You voted no also, of course. Well, I... I couldn't bear to be part of something without Kitty running it. It wouldn't seem natural. Right, when are you ladies going to decide what hairstyles is want for your birthday? You're the expert, Bob. Let's pretend we are having a makeover, as as they call it on television, and you tell us what we should have. Oh, within reason, of course. And I look like a, a football if it's cut too short. <laughs> 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 um, if, if we were having colour, when should it be done? Colour? Oh, highlights or whatever. Oh, so they'd cost a fortune. Well, of course we will give you a raise, but it would set you back a bit. My treat, colour for all. Please, Kitty, don't I, do I got this. a letter from Sinead. She's so excited about our party, she's coming home. And she sent me a cheque for us all to have colour. She's oh, coming home. from California. Well, I'm not going to be 80 every day. I think you three are great. Energy and buzz about you than people 40, 40 years younger coming in here with long faces. Oh, we have long faces sometimes. <laughs> Not that I have ever seen in this salon. And will you set it very firmly so it will look well for the day, colour or no colour? I thought I'd come round with me brushes and lacquer and give you a final touch on the day itself. Come to the party. I'd love to. Oh, I, I don't know if I have any wild cards oh, left. We'll use one of mine, Kitty. Yes, please do come to the party, Bob. We'll bring you an official invitation next week. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. The three of you are a tonic to Lottie. You do appear some good. And, and, Bob, when should you start practising the colour on us? I should stop calling the practising, Kitty. Makes us sound hopeless. We'll have the three of you looking gorgeous for the big day. 
Not a lot. I haven't a party, by the way. Oh, we oh, all did. We're really. Well, it, it, it was actually no, 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 Kitty. No, we, we all decided it. A democratic decision, like we have about everything. It would be a much better world if everyone was more like you, Tree. I'd said it before, and I'd say it again. <laughs> Roll on the party. I thought we might all sit here in a line as they come in. A sort of receiving line. I have three high stools for us. Lord, Kitty, think of everything. Oh, my God, there's the actress, the, the one off the television. What's she doing here? I asked her. One of my wild oh, cards? Oh. oh, there's your Dorothy, Maggie. Doesn't she look oh. elegant? She seems to like the setup. That's a personal first for Dorothy. And there's that woman from the B&B in Killarney. Any sign of her brother, the Jarvie? Oh, Lord, <laughs> Kitty. There's your Frank, all the way from Australia. Imagine. Oh, I didn't know he was coming. Oh, Sinead was with me last night, but she never said... Oh. Oh, Mother. Frank. Oh, don't you look marvellous. Oh, I can't believe you spent all that money to come over here for an old age party. Oh, give me a hug. Oh, you look terrific, Mother. And so do you, Maggie. Ethna, all of you, you're like girls. So glamorous. And what a party this is. Did you enjoy Singapore? Oh, yes, it was great. Time to stretch my legs, get normal again. Did you know he was in Singapore? Obvious place for a stopover. I had no idea it was all going to be as splendid as this. It was entirely down to Three Kitty. determined old women who know the value of a democratic decision. That's all. Oh, but this place, it's fabulous. And, and the music and, and the pictures. Uh, your mother could run the country if someone asked her. Well, she has a lot of help. She emails me and tells me all about the outings you three have and the cinema and lunches and hairdos. Very snazzy, by the way. Oh. You're amazing. <laughs> and it seems you have the half of Dublin here. Isn't that the TD over there? Yes, yes, we told him he'd meet lots of constituents. <laughs> oh, Frank, you're very good to come all this way. Oh, why wouldn't I? <laughs> I've only one mother. Oh, Dorothy, come over until I look at your lovely outfit. Oh, Dorothy, this is my son, Frank. Right. And, and this is Dorothy, who is Maggie's daughter. Frank, how do you do? Oh, Kitty, how lovely it all is. How lovely. Quite amazing, really. What a quaint idea and super fun. James is loving it. Mother, you look so well. So, I don't know, together somehow. Good, good. Uh, uh, Dorothy, are the twins here yet? I can't see them. Oh, we didn't bring them. Lulu's looking after them. We were afraid there might be too many old people. You know, in case they... I mean, <laughs> you can't be too careful. But we didn't know you'd have such a wide range. Oh, maybe you could uh, ring them now and tell them that it's safe. <laughs> well, what I mean, I'm not sure. Uh, listen, I mustn't hog the receiving line. Your children here, Ethna? Oh, yes. Taking up positions near the food, of course. Terrified it'll run out. It won't, by the way. And I'm dying to hear all your new plans. Oh, there are lots and lots of plans. Kitty is never without plans. I think she has a plan to get you a stepfather. Oh. <laughs> a Javi from Kalani. Now, this one I haven't heard. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm from the local paper. Can I have a picture? The birthday girls together? Oh, wait a second, ladies. I'd like back home the hair a little. Oh, uh, please, will everyone else move away? Let's spray a lacquer. No, you're perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Right, oh, mother-in-law, this is all very jolly. Yes, but not jolly enough to bring the twins, Dorothy tells me. Oh, mother-in-law, you know Dotty, full of mad ideas. She's sorry now, she just told me. But not sorry enough to go home and get them for their grandmother's 80th birthday party. All Earth and his grandchildren are here. Kitty hasn't got any. I'm so disappointed. Oh, dear, dear, no sulking on birthdays. And it's a lovely party, some... Pretty good wine here, as it happens. Uh, yes, James. Some people sent a box in advance. Some bought very nice wine indeed. I'm afraid we were a bit remiss there. Thought, when it's all going into some melange, let's just get some plunk. Excuse me, James. I see a friend coming. Uh, this is Mr. Johnson from the cinema where we go every week. Oh, uh, Mrs. Johnson too. How marvellous. 
Dotty. I think we made a bit of a boo-boo here. Well, what do you mean? I mean not bringing the kids, bringing cheaper wine. She doesn't know that. I'm afraid she rather does now. God, this is so tiresome. Should I ask Lulu to put them in a taxi, do you think? I think so. There was a look of steel I didn't like in her eye. Hell, okay, I'll do it. What a fuss over nothing. I have to admit, the old biddies put on a good show, though, didn't they? It's quite stylish. Unexpectedly so. Make the call, Dotty. Right. Would you look at Kitty and her tie by the Javi? That fellow couldn't be a day over 60. Mm, he has a great sense of rhythm. <laughs> I suppose you need it if you drive one of those yokes around in Killarney. Ah, oh, may I have this dance, please, Ethna? Oh, more than one of my own sons would ask. Thanks, Frank. Are there going to be any uh, speeches? Any announcements? Well, the priest who runs the youth club is going to call for silence and get us to cut the cake. And then we're each going to say a few words. Ah, and uh, about what? Your future plans? What plans? Well, Ma'am Rhoda told me when she saw the house she said it was too huge a job for any of you. So, is it definitely off then? That's a pity. Well, this was a, there, there was a democratic decision... Maggie was a little upset. Well, we all were, really, but Kitty and I weren't ready. Now, I went to have a look at the place last night. You'll, uh, you'll never get a chance like that again. You know about it? Did Kitty send you? No, no, she doesn't know I've been there. It was Maggie. She asked me to have a, have a professional look at it. Ah, oh, yes, but it can't happen. We made a democratic decision. Our decisions are always being changed. We couldn't, Frank. We couldn't do that for our families. They'd be so hurt. Your sons and their wives who haven't left the food table in the bar since they came in? Maggie's desperate daughter who has to send home because she forgot to bring Maggie's grandchildren? Ah, well. These are the people who'll be hurt? Oh, Frank, don't run us all down. You and your sister aren't all that good to your mother either. Miles away when she might need you. You voted no. Yes, we did. Right, now, let's dance. Oh. <laughs> ah, you are a very nifty little hoofer for your age, Ethna. Hoofer? Is that a prostitute? No, you beaut. That's a hooker. A hoofer is a dancer. Now, let's clear this floor for ourselves. <laughs> oh, that was marvellous, Frank. I think I'll need oxygen before the party's over. <laughs> I want to go and dance with Maggie now, but I'll catch you before the day is over. Well, I'm going to practice my hoofing for our next round. Are you, are you sure it meant dancing? Totally sure. Maggie, will we dance? Only because it's a bit slower than it was for you and Ethna. <laughs> I've been to see the house. It's perfect for you all. Will it be too expensive? No, not for what it is. The roof? The surveyor says it's basically sound. They just need some work on it. Uh, and the plumbing isn't too bad. I've had it checked also. Oh, you've been very thorough. Do you think I took on too much? It wasn't exactly a democratic decision. No, I don't think you took on too much. Even though I do live on the other side of the world, I know my mother very well. I wormed it out of her. She's heartbroken. She did tell me a little. She was so excited at the thought of living with you two. And now that I've seen this much, I, I think it would have been a really good idea. Could it work? Remind me again, why not? Oh, I don't know. Anyway, at your decision, girls. Ah, oh, it was such a great idea. That competition she was going to organise with the architectural school of how to design it and builders to compete to do it could have been great. Still, democracy is democracy. Two to one wins, no house, no happy future, no dream scheme. It wasn't only fear of upsetting our children. The other two got afraid. Your mother, for the first time in her life, she thought it was too big an undertaking. The way she said undertaking it reminded us all of our funeral parlour. <laughs> it's your birthday, Maggie. Let's dance. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord, aren't you light on your feet for a lady of your years? She was going to organise a competition. Here, we, we, we could do a slidey bit here. <laughs> hey, 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 my mother's still dancing with that Kerry man. Do you think she's going to surprise us in a different way entirely and disappear to Kalani? Oh, dear, I hope not. I couldn't live without Kitty. But the way things are, you're not going to live with her either, it appears. <clears throat> uh, I will be brief. 
very brief. These uh, three wonderful ladies need no introduction. We are their guests and their friends. Get on with it, Father. <laughs> Can they all come here and, and cut the cake while they are photographed with their families? Can we wait a while, Father? Maggie's grandchildren still haven't arrived yet. They're on their way. Punctuality is the politeness of kings. They'll be in time for a slice of cake. Unless, of course, Maggie... Uh, no, no, no. It, it was a pity they were unavoidably delayed. But they'll see the pictures. Oh, God. I see what you mean. We're really in it, aren't we? Cheer up, Dotty. Mother-in-law will get over it. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kay. Happy birthday to you. There will be a comfort break before the short concert begins with speeches from the birthday girls and after that everyone has their running order. No encores and then the dancing will resume. It's, it's going so well, isn't it? Oh, I'm glad the twins are on the way. Everyone's having a great time. Your Frank is such a good young man. I really like him. I do too. And he told me about the house. Yes, that's all for another day. What on earth have you two been whispering with him about? You're like conspirators. Oh, we are in a way. I wrote to him in Australia, told him about the house. He's been up and had a look with a surveyor friend of his. Uh, they think it could be perfect. I don't feel well. Suddenly I feel the world is tilting. You wrote to Frank? I didn't want to burden him too much myself, and you wrote to him. That's how I knew he was coming via Singapore. Did Essendon know? Well, only a little. You know me, I'm a warrior and a blabbermouth. <laughs> Dangerous combination. And Frank didn't mind. He didn't feel burdened. No, I think he was pleased to be involved. And there was me thinking I was doing the right thing. If we were to make that democratic decision all over again... To have this part? No, 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 the other one about, you know, the house. Yes, maybe we didn't have time to discuss it. Or examine its potential. No, no, you're full of wine and we are all emotional now. I'm not, but I am having second thoughts. What are you saying? Can we have another decision, another vote? But we haven't discussed it anymore. We never mentioned it again. Vote, okay? Yes to the house. Yes to the house. Yes to talking more about the house. Is that a yes or a no? It's a yes, but I don't want to rush into it. Oh, I do. And so do I. Right now? Today? Yes, today. Okay. We'll announce it in our speeches, but we'll have to have rules in this house. Maggie is posher than we are. Etna is tidier than Maggie and myself. I am bossier than the two of you. I could live with that. <laughs> Me too. Well, if you're sure... It'll only be for a short while. We are over 80. The way I look at it, 100 is the new 80, as my daughter would undoubtedly say. If she ever recovers the power of speech. <laughs> right. Comfort break nearly over. The speeches begin. If you're sure. 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 Me too. Away we go. We've been listening to Democratic Decision by Maeve Binchy. Colette Proctor was Kitty, Daphne Carroll played Ethna and Maggie was Peg Monaghan. Bernadette McKenna played Tracy, Dorothy was Jane Brennan and Bab was played by Miriam Kelly. Sheila Flitton was Gertie, Frank was played by Patrick Dawson, James by Michael James Ford and the Jarvie was Des Cave. Other parts were played by members of the company. Sound supervision was by Mark McGrath and Democratic Decision by Maeve Binchy was produced in 2006 by Catherine Brennan.
You might like to know that Maeve Binchy and contemporary Irish writers are going to be celebrated at the Echoes Festival. This literary festival with Maeve at its heart is on in Dawkey Castle and Heritage Centre from the 1st of October to the 3rd of October. Take a look at echoes.ie for more details on that. Next week, we finish our Maeve Binchy season with Golden Oldie My Arse, a play written as part of RTE's Human Rights Season an initiative suggested by Maeve and realised in partnership with Sean Love of Amnesty International. But if you just can't wait until next week or you want to binge on the Binchy podcast box set, then go to the Drama on One website, rte.ie forward slash drama on one. And as always, our thanks to Maeve's husband, Gordon Snell, for all his kindness and help. The series producer of Drama on One is Kevin Reynolds. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One. Learn to type. Learn to drive. Have fun. Write postcards. Letters take too long and you won't do it. A postcard takes two minutes. Be punctual. Don't worry about what other people are thinking. They are not thinking about you. Write quickly. Taking longer doesn't usually make it better. Get up early. See the world. Call everybody by their first name from doctors to presidents. Have parties. Don't agonise. Don't regret. Don't fuss. Never brood. Move on. Don't wait for permission to be happy. Don't wait for permission to do anything. Make your own life. My mission this week is to be more Maeve. Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on One.